ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Patreon bonus time is here. That's right, we're talking about Black Roses as a listener request on Kill by Kill's exclusive Patreon feed. My name's Patrick Hamilton, and I'm just a guy who wants to watch some rock and roll, goddammit. And if I have to go to my local high school gym auditorium to see it, that's that's where I'm going to go. And there's only one person I trust, is that if I turn into a demon, she'll kick me in the nards to defeat me. The one, the only, Gina Radcliffe. How are you doing today, Gina? I really, really hope that, that our children bow to us. Our, 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 our soldiers of death. Our garden of evil. Soldiers of the night! I, I, I'm so sorry. Calling, I, want start calling, I want to start calling our listeners our garden of evil. <laughs> if we just start doing that and never explain it on the main feed, we're going to freak out so many people. <laughs> Hello, soldiers of death. <laughs> by god of evil worship me and if i never lower my arms why is it the his big move <laughs> the the lead singer of black roses his big move is to just raise his arms in a christ-like pose he's, he's doing a little he's, he's doing a little bit of like bring it on in come on <laughs> you know, come on you're trying to, you're <laughs> trying to gather up right or you're trying to entice somebody to give me you a hug Hug like like come on, a little closer. Come on, yeah. Yes, it is. We're warring. The children of Mill Basin are are torn between two influences. One is a very sexy heavy metal singer who's not wearing one but two wigs. Two, two wigs. He has an interim wig and a and a show wig, and then. And then you have a mustachioed doofus who wears the bulkiest clothes he can. I assume because the median temperature of Mill Basin is 43 degrees. And uh, he, uh, I, he, he is ostensibly the hero here, but I, he doesn't really ever feel heroic. I mean, and his most... His big plan at the end, uh, spoiler alert, we're not going through the plot of this movie. The movie has no plot. But at the end, his big solution to this problem is I'm going to sneak into an auditorium where everyone is going to be looking at me because I'm going to approach the stage. And then I'm just going to splash some gasoline on the corner. <laughs> like this, That's his plan, Gina. Just, just you know, get some flares at the local gas station. <laughs> I, honestly, I honestly, I, I honestly thought he was buying sticks of dynamite. Uh, I was like, "Wow!" That's what like, I thought too. That yeah, gas station I has he everything. Was going for dynamite. For personally, I would go for dynamite, but I guess maybe dynamite isn't available at the local tes- te- Texaco up in Canada because this movie supposedly takes place in New York State, but it is achingly. Canadian to the point in which the when you go to the parent group, they have both American and a Canadian flag at the front of it, which kind of undoes the whole American satanic panic uh, undertones that the film is going for. Yeah, it's a very, 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 very upstate New York. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like upstate, you might be able to stand like with one foot in the U.S. and one foot in Canada. I think it's so upstate. It's Ontario. It's just, um, 
it's beyond. Uh, I was filmed in Canada. So any pretense that this is America is basically just crossing their fingers and hoping you believe the lie. Um, and uh, I was, you know, what is your relationship with trauma? Because I'm a real... I've never, you know, listen, I love the idea, but I've never really enjoyed the actual trauma aesthetic. I, I thought the Toxic Avenger was fine. I, I, I thought it was pretty funny. And every, mm-hmm. uh, every other trauma movie, honestly, my attitude has been, all right, I get it. <laughs> right. uh, I, I did see, I, I went to a screening of Tromeo and Juliet and, and, Mm-hmm. Which started my 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 well known at this point dis, uh, very strong dislike for uh, actors neglecting to remove their socks before a sex scene. <laughs> sure. <laughs> if anything's going to do it, that's going. To yeah, do it. and um, I don't. I don't think. I don't think I've ever you know saw one a trauma movie and thought I'd like to watch that again sometime. Yeah, I agree. Um, like I really wanted to love surf Nazis must, must die because, you know, I live, you know, not super close, but like if I travel a half an hour from here, I'm going to hit Huntington beach. And that literally is the place where surf Nazis must die. And it's, it's, it's not a good movie, but it's also not a great bad movie. It lives in this zone where, you're not entirely sure if you're supposed to take it seriously or it's really supposed to be a comedy. Now, everyone in this film is taking the premise very seriously, but at no point is the film serious. The thing that it reminded me the most of, and this is a real diss to Black Roses, sadly, is Hobgoblins. <laughs> Well, the the funny thing is when you I did a little bit of backstory because I I had heard of this movie but I this was this is the first time watch for me, uh, I had mm-hmm. never seen it before. Um, uh, it is made predominantly by the same people who made Rock and Roll Nightmare, which is a uh, yes. a a big favorite of <laughs> uh, mid period Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. But it's as a review of this pointed out, they take very opposite approaches to the. the it's a similar storyline, but they take op- opposite approaches in which the like the you know, the rock and roll metal guy in Rock and Roll Nightmare is almost kind of like in, like an in, an in, in angel, like he's the good guy. Yeah, and, it's and, the crow. And, and, it's the crow. Right, and here it's just a straight take on the whole satanic panic of the eighties, which is actually why I ended up, it's not a good movie. It's charmingly no. bad, but and, and it, made me, <laughs> it, it made me weirdly sentimental for the first wave of satanic panic. Now, now because it's all tied in with like Q, with QAnon and so it's not funny anymore. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not, yeah. It's not cool right, anymore. Right. It's not funny. And you have the feeling that people are going to end up getting killed over it, which is, you know, pretty, pretty scary and depressing. Whereas, you know, back in the 80s, I mean, obviously, you know, the whole uh, um, McMartin preschool thing aside, which is just a, a farce and a tragedy on its own, you know, right. it was more yeah. it was more silly than anything else that anybody took like, you know, Motley Crue as, you know, <laughs> opening up a doorway to to worshiping the devil. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I think people were just looking for something fun. You know, it's, it's, it's got, there's got to be something to this beyond just uh, people dressing up in, in very high hair and going so vaguely satanic things. And it's just like all they're trying to do is like push you. They're, they found something di- like we don't have the queen here to hate on for punk rock music. So they're like, all right, if we take it heavier uh, in terms of the American, you know, uh, jock rock and, and, and lace in dark satanic underpinnings to it all. We'll get a rise out of people. And that's fucking it, man. Like, (laughs) but this film then transposes that satanic panic to puppets. There's a lot of puppet work here going on. Gina, when in the middle of the second concert, when the guy's like, you're my army all the night. And it flips to the audience and they turn into desiccated skeleton people. I laughed out loud. Like the laugh that I erupted with literally woke the dog. <laughs> well, I don't forget the uh, scene where uh, one of the kids' fathers played by Big Pussy Poppinzero from The Sopranos. <laughs> if, la- if you laughed out loud, I was like, what Big Pussy? <laughs> and it, and it was. Baby Big Pussy. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was. It, it and was. He's his newest. Uh, like he just hatched out of a, an egg. Yeah, he, he's, yeah, yeah. And, and he gets eaten by a stereo speaker, which is pretty great. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. In a drawn out sequence in which it, he forgets how to walk. He just, he's so stunned by what he's seeing, this bug that emerges from a speaker. From a record, by the way, that's not even the Black Roses. It's another group all entirely. I don't know if you're meant to know that, or they just chose yeah, it because I, I obviously that. they didn't press a fucking Black Roses record. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just the miracle of, you know, a higher resolution HD. But he, the stereo won't turn off, and finally... It, it turns into uh, an alien. <laughs> I think they were going for alien. <laughs> What's going on here? Because there's they, they have enough budget to kind of dress that speaker up in a couple goopy cables. And they're like, um, it probably should be bigger than that. Like, oh, we don't we don't have that kind of money. We spend it all on the puppet. And then the puppet emerges and it's a cool looking puppet. But you see. You see a lot of it. Like this is in, they, they bathe every light they have on it. So they're not doing themselves a lot of favors. No, I, the I, I, on this being and you could see, and you could like, they, they, you know, in order to not have to bother covering the cable that's operating it, they mm-hmm. just cover the cable in slime. And I, and I, and I guess yes. you're like, well, oh, well, people think that's part of its body or something. It's like, no, I can see that. Yeah. You can see that that's how they're moving it around. <laughs> Um, and it, you know, you can literally at times see, you know, how the arm is through the pump and it's manipulating the mouth and he struggles against this thing. The arms of the bug are really touching the ground half the time. Uh, big pussy, you know, probably in the prime of his life shouldn't be in a tight white t-shirt, but we get to see that anyways. 
and he gets his face bitten off and then he's dragged through that speaker and you're like, okay, yeah, okay. Okay. You're going for something. You're not letting the lack of budget or plot or concept get in the way. You're just going to present your ideas and you have to accept them as is. Well, I, I, you know, I think this, God, I'm sorry. No, this is a group watch sort of thing. I don't think it's really something meant to watch alone. Uh, You can enjoy it alone, but this is best enjoyed with a large group of people who you can make fun of it as it goes, because otherwise you're kind of left with your thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. And and they're, they're definitely trying a bunch of different things. You know, first and foremost, there's, you know, I don't, I don't know if parodying would be the quite quite the word I would use for it. It, It's a take Mm -hmm. on satanic panic. Uh, it also kind of starts out as almost like a, a, a sort of, you know, nod at Footloose, in which you have this, mm-hmm. like, you know, very uptight town that you know, doesn't, doesn't want the rock and roll music, you know, you know playing there. You yeah. know, it's like, I don't know, what is this, 1987, maybe, this movie came out? 88, uh, for Christ's sake. Yeah, it looks like 83, but, you know, like. Um, <laughs> well, it's Canada. They're 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 lagging at this point in time, <laughs> you know. And and it's got like it, it, a lot of it feels like you know they they filmed it and then felt they needed to add in some stuff later, like you know a couple boob shots. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, it's uh, yeah the the boob shots of this crack me up because they're they're very obviously <laughs> the the boobs in question don't belong to the actress that they're trying to make you think it no. is. So they shoot everything from the next town. And they never cut away, like intercut those things. So yeah. you're just left with a shot for a full minute of someone massaging their breasts. And you're like, okay, I believe this individual has breasts, but it's like, hold on. Wait till you see the next 30 seconds of them massaging their breasts. Yeah, and then they very and then they very carefully show the top she pulls back up. So when you when you cut mm-hmm. to the next scene and you see the, the actress fully dressed and she's wearing that top, the audience is like, oh my God, that's her boobs. And it's like, no, that was a stand-in boobs. Because right. because <laughs> you know, you know the was... scene the scene later where she, you know, is possessed or whatever, and and She's trying to seduce her stepfather with the the you know, the intent of killing him. She once again takes her blouse off, then it cuts away and cuts back to again a only for the neck down shot of what it's like right. hair press. Because <laughs> <laughs> that actress was oh. very very determined. I am not going to show my boobs in this thing. It's like yeah, we're gonna get boobs well, in there. Somehow. Yeah, and it is her right. Yeah, we oh, no, do yeah, not of demand course. It's that just, she specifically. Right. It, it's, just, it's just, it's so clumsily But they do done. nothing to make the illusion come to life. They just, they just like, her face, shot of boobs, shot of boobs, <laughs> shot of boobs, shot of boobs, <laughs> shot of boobs, back to face. You're like, I, there's some intercutting would be evolved, but I think this is, this movie has an invisible stage manager off to the side, just going straight. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it's barely eighty minutes, and again, yeah, it's, it's not got complaining. About, it's got about forty minutes of plot stretched out to 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 eighty minutes, and it's weird because they right. they they drop in a lot of stuff. Like they they drop in this weird, it barely ranks a subplot. Uh, uh, 
with this teacher having once had a relationship with a woman who's now dating with the man, living with the mayor, whom she calls daddy. Oh no, it's the mayor's uh, daughter. It's the mayor's oh, daughter. I thought that was her boyfriend. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I missed that part. <laughs> no, but uh, you know, well, you know what a what a you know forty year old woman is calling an older man daddy. I don't. I know. I, I don't think. Yeah, I, I, sure, my sure. first my, when, my, my, my my immediate thought doesn't go to that's her actual literal father. You know, right. but I agree with you. But she's like this like villainous person who, you know, you know, broke up with him because, you know, he's a teacher. What kind of job is that? You know, you could be you, you could be <laughs> you could be an accountant, you know, instead of being a teacher with your little students and their little really problems. Do something. Yeah, it's like I don't know. It's, it's, it was a teacher, not a respectable job. I mean, <laughs> what? I, also, Mill Basin is not exactly a hub of industry. There appears to be three stores, and every time they're outside, the streets are empty. And you know, it's not because this production shut down the street. They just chose a a a, a suburb that is so devoid of life. <laughs> They could just spin out in the middle of the street or hit a rubber trash can with a car and no one will notice because everyone's like, it's 730. I'm going inside. That's that's really the vibe you get from this location. When they, when the, Go ahead. Sure. Let's talk about what now. Oh, oh, I wanted to talk about this, this band and their imagery and, and. Oh how yeah. how funny it is and like how the parents are supposed to be scared of that patrick this movie is near <laughs> dear to our both with our hearts they look like fucking spinal tap yes you've got yes. like everybody everybody's uh, got the the part the party city you know heavy metal rocker wigs on uh yes. uh They've got the like the kind of half bondage gear, half half spandex costumes. Uh, mm-hmm. The lead singer, you know, his name Damien Tehe Tehe. Yes, um, very subtle. But you know, their 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 the their their band logo is a you know, badly drawn skull with a rose in its mouth. It kind of looks like uh, <laughs> who was that uh, uh, awful. Um, ventriloquist who has the like islamophobic dummy like it's called oh, like like sure, yeah, yes. uh, you know who i'm talking about uh it kind of looks yeah, like that it, 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 who is that guy jeff, jeff something jeff, jeff dunham jeff dunham yeah jeff dunham. right Jesus. The, the, the skull kind of looks like that puppet <laughs> um he's kind of got like so almost like which wouldn't be out of place with thing. this movie's love of puppets yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, there's a very meaningful moment where this kid is drawing this on the back of a denim vest and he looks, he's looking very intent at it. And the parents are like, look at this logo and you tell me these people aren't working for the devil. <laughs> yes. And meanwhile, it looks like somebody tried for the suicidal tendencies logo and failed. Yeah. Um, and, I know and, they're, and then, they're like... Yeah. Go ahead. No, please. No, I can't remember what I was uh, going to say. There go- <laughs> uh, uh, this is the trouble with starting this early. Uh, they're going for that Iron Maiden Eddie sort of thing. Yes. Yes. I feel like, which is the only genuine um, 
you know, there's, I think that's like one of the few like real mascots of a heavy metal band. Everyone else kind of like, they saw that and like tried to compete, but you really can't like Iron Maiden just owns that whole thing. Like, I don't know a ton of Iron Maiden songs, but if I see a picture of Eddie, I know that's Iron Maiden, no matter what getup they dress him up in. But here, when he's when he's making that design on the back of his very store-bought uh, Levi's denim vest jacket, he's doing it with that white uh, glue that you get at Michael's. <laughs> yes, so it's, like, it's, it's, it's craft glue. Like, oh, it's yeah. your art project. <laughs> and you've got the, you've got the very like like, like, like uh, oh. scary music and all and 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 he's just looking at that oh, so yeah. like like he's like he's doing the devil's work with his tulip puppy paints <laughs> and this like you can't you you can't make me scared that this is even even though you start this movie with them like being monsters on stage, which has got to be hard to rock under all that latex. Like that is that is well, a I mean, real you know, tough gig under Guar, those lights. Guar has managed for like forty years. They really committed to the bit, but you can see the genius of Guar when you see this crew up on stage for that opening in New York City. By the way. If you if you destroy an entire theater in New York City with a bunch of people in it, it's gonna hit the papers. Like it's not that's gonna be talked about on the nightly news that a Black Roses concert ended up like being destroyed. But somehow, I, I guess Satan's a great publicity agent because they're able to quash that and they move on to Mill Basin. Yeah, and then, but then at the end they're 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 going back to New York and then they're playing Madison Square Garden. Yes. Um, but why, why, why has none of this gotten out? Like they were in a high school that caught on fire, like great white. Whenever you see them, they're still trailed by the fact that one of their concerts caught on fire. Like that's a, a thing that happened. So uh, I find it uh, a stretch of the imagination. Well, it's not, a, it, it's, not just, just, oh. it, it's not just that the, the high school caught on fire. It's like, okay, once these kids have snapped out of whatever trance they've been put into by, you know, either listening to the music mm-hmm. or the band, you know, working some sort of, you know, mind control on them. Several of them have murdered their parents by this point. <laughs> Yes. So, so, like, are they just, you know, like, there's no follow up on, you know, you know, what happens when this is discovered or, or anything like that. It just sort of ends. Yeah. I was delighted by the idea that Johnny, the kid who's decorating the back of his denim vest, the kid, his father is the kid, this kid, this, this 31 year old kid. Uh, his father, who is maybe 10 to 15 years older than him, uh, his father is addicted to newspapers. <laughs> He's addicted. He can't, he can't give up newspapers. It's, it's the thing he has to have in his hand. This is how you know he's a bad parent. Like other parents, you know, use, you know, uh, gay slurs against their children. Uh, stepfathers are trying to sleep with their stepdaughters. This guy's like, can't be bothered to parent you. 
I need to read the news. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, need to, I need to see what, I need to see what's happening on Beetle in Beetle Bailey. <laughs> like I need to understand what the weather's like in Wisconsin. Like why, why, why is his, uh, why? Oh, and to the point where he's killed shot in the head five times, which is a, it's a, it's a bit much. You know, once you shoot someone, maybe once or twice in the head, I think you got them, but uh, okay. Uh, they had the, uh, you know, red jelly juice to spray on the wall. So why not use it? But uh, he shot through the newspaper. My favorite line this entire movie is, uh, you know, at the beginning of the, uh, you know, the parents have their little parents meeting where they're they're very nervous about the rock and roll music coming to town. And and then the Mm. mayor turns out to be kind of a cool guy. Who's like, well, remember yeah. Elvis, and 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 you know, the, the, the you know, turned out to be no big deal, and you know, it's probably fine. And then he he turns yeah. to someone, and and this movie again released in 1988, <laughs> turns to someone and says, "Remember yes. the Lindy Hop?" <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> the Lindy Hop, which was popular during the Roaring Twenties, right. <laughs> Just remember it. Re- remember the idea. Remember the concept of the Lindy Hop. I wasn't alive for it, but you remember it. We all remember Lindy Hop. Um, it's like you're, you're, you're referencing you're, 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 you're referencing Elvis and the Lindy Hop in the same sentence. <laughs> and he points to one guy. He's like, "Let's not forget the Beatles." Uh, you know, Mike. Remember when your son grew his hair long like Ringo Starr? Everyone in town wanted to kill him. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Everyone in town wanted to murder this child because he grew his hair long because of a rock group? And we're like, ah, <laughs> about it 20 years later. Like, oh, Jesus Christ, what a town. Maybe it needs to be destroyed. And that's the thing. I think... Um, I don't think this is a bad idea. Like, I think you could remake this movie well now with just the concept of this town needs to be destroyed and the agents of chaos that do it is Black Roses. I I am kind of a stan for the Stephen King, this small town needs to destroy itself from within genre. I I like, I... Right. uh, I'm going to admit something, Gina that uh, I'm not proud of. I like the Tommy knockers. I don't like the miniseries, but I do like the book Tommy knockers because I just love a town that destroys itself. And this could be that if you wanted to, but it's simply, it does not have the resources. It doesn't have the time. And it certainly does not have the wherewithal for plot to, to give that to people. So we're left with watching Johnny almost, paint something red and then run away in a panic. <laughs> He's like, Oh no, I'm going to get caught painting something red. And he does, he runs away so loudly that no idiot on earth would mistake this, this act of vandalism for anyone else. Well, it's funny. Cause they like, you know, th- this whole movie only takes place over a period of maybe three days. It's you know yeah. when this when this band shows up they 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 just I guess they just randomly select this tidy little town to do to, to play at they had and, it coming they had yeah. it coming Gina Mill Basin it, it, has lived high in the hog long enough and but if they, and if they were gonna do that then 
yeah, go for a, a Stephen King approach to show how kind of rotten at the core of this town is and that, you know, that the presence yeah. of this, you know, demonic evil you know, brings it all, you know, brings it all, you know, you know out to the surface. But it, it's, you know, instead it's like, well, this music just sort of, you know, puts every, puts all the teens in a trance and, and they, you know, they, they go, they take a big leap from, I'm considering committing an act of minor vandalism to, I'm going to shoot my father mm-hmm. five times in the head. There's, there's like, there's like no, <laughs> there's no gradual decline into that. Like the guy who, you know, the guy yeah, who, make- com- or who comes off from the very beginning as a bully, you know, suddenly starts bullying mm-hmm. people. You know, it's like, that, yeah. that's not a shocking <laughs> surprise. Yeah, he professionally wrestles somebody outside of the school. <laughs> There's There may be three punches thrown, and then he just picks a dude up and tosses him onto the concrete. And you're like, well, that happened. And then the movie moves on. Um, one of the my early notes is like, why does Black Roses need three days to turn the kids evil? Like, why why wouldn't one concert do it? Uh, but then you see the big leap from one from night one to night two, and they're murdering people. And then uh, you know the our hero sleeps through night three, and then suddenly there's a night four. <laughs> Like he sleeps through the cut. Like the hero of the piece, it just goes to the library to research evil in general from the local Mill Basin library and then falls asleep at a table, uh, which I guess the library is open 24 hours a day, or they're like, he comes here all the time to sleep. I don't, I'm not sure what the connotation is, or he has a key. Jesus Christ, none of this makes sense. Stop trying to make sense, Hamilton. Um, but then they have a, a fourth night of the concert, just because, because now they have concerts every night, just so that Damien can get on stage and go, worship me, worship me, my God, the evil. <laughs> also, does this town not have any sort of police presence? No, we never see any form of police we see firemen at the end but no because you got the one character the the guy who the the, you know the the guy just turned evil turns into a professional wrestler like backs into his mob and sends her flying across the street and he just leaves her there (laughs) yeah evidently you know no neighbors discover her no no police come by she's just laying there in the middle of the street yeah and like someone later says it was a hit and run but how uh, no one thought to check the car that's in the driveway with the big dent in the back of it because you like human bodies do dent cars. They're not invulnerable. They're not kit. So like the evidence is sitting right there in the driveway, but I guess they don't have cops. Even Vulcanvania in nothing but trouble has cops. This, this town has nothing. I, I, I love how I love the, um, the, the, the final concert and, mm. and, and you know that you know the teens have taken over because they're all wearing black roses t-shirts yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're now they're now they have merch that's how you know shit's gone sideways yeah i think that if you ever if you're ever on um 
uh, my neighbors are dead again. You, you uh-huh. should, you, your character should be the guy who runs the merch table at the Black Rose. <laughs> <laughs> that is such an arcane reference that I almost have to do it. I'm I, not, I, 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 I can't. I, I, I'm not. I'm not quick enough on you know on my feet to do something like that. But uh, I, I think I think you should do it. Uh, if I'm ever invited back, considering the level of talent they're now currently getting, which is pretty crazy, <laughs> the the level of people who are appearing on that show now, uh, I don't know how they allowed me to be on it, other than we just became pals. Um, we, sh- you know, what we should do. Uh, this is probably an off-air discussion, but I should see if if we can uh, get him on for Saw's giving. Sure. Maybe he's a good sauce because we, we barely talked about uh graveyard shift and I loved that episode. <laughs> Wait, what is it to talk about? <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah. When you get past like, like Brad, Brad Dorf, I mean, what is there to talk about? That's very true. It's very true. But, and yet I, I think that the one thing that graveyard shift has that this film does not is they know how to shoot puppets to make them kind of look gross. And here they just don't have the talent or time to do that. What they do have is a hero here who will arrive to the theater with a gas can and some flares. And his plan, the plan, Gina, is to douse the corner of the stage in some gasoline. That That's as far as he's got. This will cure everything. Gasoline on fire. And strangely enough god damn it gina he's right yeah i I did not think that flames would kill a demon i would think that yeah demons love flames yeah yeah uh i mean he does stand in the flames for a really long time so it and obviously it doesn't kill him because they're going to madison square garden in a month but uh it does get them out of mill basin i guess Oh yeah, yeah. Can we talk about the the demon puppet that comes to seduce him in the guise of the his teacher's pet? <laughs> Where it just has a little like withered hand for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he is really conflicted about whether or not to just have sex with this girl because there's some part of it. It takes a lot, a lot of kissing for him to realize this is wrong. <laughs> and then finally, when she's like, Oh, what if I just give you a blow job? He's like, what if I backhand you? And you're like, this is the hero. I'm supposed to like him. I don't want to see him backhand a quote unquote teenager in mid blow job. Yeah. No, <laughs> that is not what I would necessarily call heroic. Their battle is um, him punching a puppet head for a really long time, which is to me very reminiscent. The, the other thing this reminded me of was House. And I oh think, yeah, yeah, I can see, yeah. I can see that. Whereas House very much is a comedy. Um, that's not all. That's not always aware that it's a comedy, but I think is aiming for a horror comedy thing this is this wants to be i don't know necessarily it wants to be taken seriously but everyone in it is taking the premise seriously they're playing it seriously yeah yeah yes 
Um, so the laughs are all in, unintentional, which I guess is where the it comes down to charm. What's your charm tolerance? Does this work for you? I'm not sure how he kills that demon because they can't lower the camera enough to show the chest of the puppet. So you don't know what he stabs it with. You just know he pushed something into the center of it and you're like, it's dead, I guess. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I feel it's, like I feel uh, like that he was, you know, maybe at some point supposed to be given or or acquired like, you know, a, a blessed dagger or something, and then they, they <laughs> forgot to they forgot to include that scene. Maybe he rented he he got it out of the lending library with all the evil books and <laughs> Yeah, it's a weirdly like religious free movie about demons. Like yes. like like yeah. no, like nobody ever brings up using like crosses or or like I would think that for if you're trying to fight demons, like I don't know, you know, s- splashing holy water all over the stage or something might be more effective than than setting it on fire. Because aren't they like aren't, aren't they like born of fire demons generally? Sure. <laughs> well, let me ask. You, I, let me ask you something. As sure. as a, as a Mormon, when you mm. were growing up, yeah. uh, did the Mormon Church get deep in the paint with the whole, uh, you know? heavy metal i mean i know you probably you were probably much of a metal person i wasn't either but like yeah. were you like dragged into like uh classes or like you know sunday school programs and and you know lectured about the the dangers of heavy metal music mormonism for at least in the era in which i grew up with was it was rather that you were in the secular world, but you did not have to live of the secular world. Like so, all of it. Was, so things, all of it was bad then. All of it was, and essentially the same level of ungodly. So one might not be any worse than the other. There also wasn't a whole lot of um, Satan talk as like a he's out to you know influence you specifically through you know, your typical 80s satanic panic stuff. Never really, that didn't come up so much. Just because it's a it's a different fashion of fundamentalism. It, it, it really is focused on the facts. They build this up. And if you watch, if you, if you watch Under the Banner of Heaven, you'll kind of get this impression that um, there's, all this stuff in the world that we just shouldn't be involved with. It's just not, it's our goal should be to get through this life for the reward after. So spending a bunch of time, uh, you know, eluding how it can tempt you is, was just a waste of time. Um, Because, you know, all the prophets, you know, had all been, you know, dragged out of a barn to be tarred and feathered. You're like, yeah, but you eventually learned it's because he was trying to fuck a 14 year old and his <laughs> wife did. His wife's like, please don't Jesus. I, I, yeah, turn, you know what? I'm not going to get in the way. You know what? He deserves the tarring and the feathering. Go for it. <laughs> and then th- that appears to be a schism in their marriage as it would. He's like, why didn't you help me in my time of need? And she's like, cause you were fucking a 14 year old in a barn, you asshole. And this is the basis of my religion. You know, <laughs> it's hard to, it's hard to get back on board with that shit. 
Um, I'm glad millennials and Gen Z have deconstructing as their sort of raison d'etre now about religion. And I don't believe religion is inherently terrible, but uh, yeah, um, that's a long-winded explanation of, I honestly, there weren't a ton of metal hits. Like as, as weird as it was, there were some guys who were all older than me because I was in this gap of two years uh, on either side of me where there were no boys. There were just girls and me stab in the middle. So for whatever reason, I just was able to observe, you know, groups of boys. I wasn't a part of any of them. And uh, the older kids would like get high and watch the wall. And you're like, okay, well, that's, that's standard fucking shit. Like you're not cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, can, I yeah. know that much. Uh, I'm not going to mistake this for something I want to do. Um, and the younger kids like had just thought I was a fucking idiot. Cause I probably was. And so I, I didn't have to compete for masculinity necessarily within the realm. Um, which I think was why I was a little weirdo. I was just a little weirdo that no one particularly liked. Um, but yeah, the whole, we never were gathered in the, you know, where the basketball hoop is to, to rap about <laughs> Satanism. You never had anybody like uh, put the, put the chair the wrong way and right, sit down, exactly. which means he was going to be straight with you kids. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think this is semi missing in terms of its goal of, of, of a satanic panic, um, you know, movie is that a, the, they're right. They, they should not let black roses because they are satanic and B all the parent, you know, the parents are like either bad, but their, their shit has nothing to do with the reckoning of the town. Like the mayor is just an affable dude who, right, right, right. you know, would like Matt to date his daughter, but he's not going to push it. <laughs> that, that's what it comes down his to. His snobby daughter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His snobby daughter who was like, I'd rather stay at home tonight and put these pictures in an album. You're like, is this your personality? You play tennis and you put pictures in an album. Okay. That's not a character. Everyone. We don't, we, she has two scenes for Christ's sakes. Yeah. And she's just like, like a bitch for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's nothing else to do in this town. Because you can drive down the middle of any street at any time of day, and it's just fine. You could, you could, you could, you could back into your mother, and, and 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 no one will notice for at least a day. I love when Matt, the teacher, is roaming the streets, and he's starting to sense after the first concert that the youth have turned because they're just hanging out on street corners and harassing one another. But there's not a sense of general lawlessness because also there's never been any law. <laughs> yeah, there are no laws. <laughs> there are no laws. Everyone's just kind of taken a silent agreement that they're not going to run over their mothers until they do. And then they're like, I don't know what to do about it. We all agreed. This is a bad thing. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. What a motion picture. Uh, I mean, I love that the drummer is the is the guy from White Fudge, and he's decidedly ten years older than everyone there. White Fudge, a great satanic heavy metal band. 
Um, you mean vanilla fudge? Is it vanilla fudge? Vanilla fudge. I thought fudge. it was white fudge. Yeah. Okay. So same fucking difference. White fudge, your, 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 the name from your short-lived rap career. Yes. Right. Someone come up with a logo for white fudge. We'll put that with the black roses skull on a t-shirt and we'll sell it. Yeah. I mean, like I will say in this movie's favor and, and I, I enjoyed it. I, you know, for mm-hmm. again, for an hour and 20 minutes, you know, I, I put it, I was work. it was a work from home day. I put it on while I was doing and i didn't i didn't it was not hard to keep up with what was happening no um uh i will say that as opposed to a lot of movies and tv shows that tried to capitalize on like satanic panic and like the you know punk rock craze like i i direct Mm -hmm. you back to our wonderful uh uh, patron episode on the on uh, on the Quincy Punk episode mm-hmm. and the Chips Battle of the Bands episode, oh, uh, which we have not covered yet. We should at some point. Oh, uh, wait a second. We haven't covered the Battle of Bands. No, we but we did the one with but, Bonnie Moe. Right. The one yeah. with uh, Moloch, which was also. Moloch and his satanic radio. Right. Which was also capitalizing on a satanic panic. I, I will <laughs> say that because they used, for the most part, uh, actual heavy metal musicians that uh-huh. black roses music does actually sound oh. like hair metal. I 100%. I mean, yeah. It's a, I mean, and I never got into hair metal when I was a teenager, but, but it does sound, it, it, they do a good job of sounding like a real hair metal. They're group. real songs. Yeah. Yeah. They, they are real songs. In fact, the songs are of such a professional level that the rest of the music in the movie legitimately oh, suffers can we, can because we talk there's about, no theme. Can we talk about this incidental music that, that they yes, use? Like, please. No, no, no. You, it still hasn't beaten the incidental music used in slugs. Uh, I, 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 I just re-listened to our slugs episode and, and we, we went long on like the, you know, the cop, the, you know, the, the 70s cop show music, the, mm-hmm. the, the weird bit of music that was also used in the kids in the hall sketch. Um, yeah. <laughs> but like they, 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 you know, occasionally we use music that kind of sounds like a lighthearted like sitcom background music mm-hmm. and then like, you know, you know, you know, something wacky's going on here, music. And then like, you know, vaguely sinister sounding music. And it's just, it's all very random and very, very funny. Yeah. Because there's no, there are no themes. It's just a guy on a Casio noodling. So when Matt runs towards the house, suddenly it goes, and it never revisit like that's not Matt's theme or anything like that. It's just like this is where hero theme should be, but it's never revisited. It's just a guy lazily playing along as the movie happens, improving. Yeah, it just it's like, feels yeah, like it, improv. Yeah, it's like when you go to like uh, uh, you go to like a screening of like a silent movie. Like, yes. I know they they around here they do one every year for Nosferatu and. Um, mm-hmm. And someone will will play live music on like on like a like an organ. It's like mm-hmm. that. Like they just somebody just had the movie running, and they're just kind of you know coming up off all you know you know you know off the top of their head with music to go to, to go with the scene. But like the opening yeah. scene when it shows like the teenagers, the teenagers very heavily <laughs> air quoted, yeah. uh, you know just just being normal teens getting ready for school. 
like the the theme music that's playing the, the music that's playing in the background sounds about you know, a note or two off from the fucking leave it to be or theme. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to really man. emphasize, here's just a typical a small American small town with these typical teens. <laughs> I loved it when the 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 can of paint that Johnny is going to do something with that he never ends up doing but he gets chased off by Matt and then it spontaneously combusts. Why? Where did he get a half filled can of red paint from? He, he literally walks off screen and comes back with the can of paint. They, like, they, like he, like he, he just pries it open and half of it's gone. Like, like he just like, like he just spotted it just sitting on the corner. Yeah. And she's like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do what? Find the half used can of red paint. We all know is behind the alley. Like, oh my God. (laughs) What a motion picture. It all feels like they were making it up as they go. And it's not to say that it's unwatchable. It's totally watchable. And I would actually listen to a couple of those songs again. <laughs> they're they're okay. Um but when they come out for that first where they 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 do a shitty song to drive all the parents away, <laughs> which I was like, this is a, a fantastic ruse. Um when it's like my hometown, it's gotta turn the page. And you're like, oh Jesus. But whoever that actor is who's playing Damien is trying to sell the shit out of this performance. Oh, he yeah. is trying. Um, but I did love that when Matt comes to talk to him in person, he's wearing what appears to be his normal hair, not just a slick back version. Like it's not teased out. It's just normal length. So he has a stage wig. And then you learn before he turns into a monster, he pulls his stage wig off and he's bald. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't get that. He's blue sunshining this. Have you ever seen blue sunshine? I think so, yeah. Oh, <laughs> which I I it is a movie that I like uh genuinely. I don't know that it, it, I, I there's something about that when people turn crazy and they pull their wigs off and then they kill their children. It's so fucking amazing. Oh God! Excuse me. This wig's getting in the way of my transformation into a hell beast. <laughs> oh man, Jesus! You gotta love Black Roses. They just put on a good show, everyone. It's you know, it's 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 fun. It's not a good movie by any by any stretch of the imagination, but it's but it is a good band. It, it's movie. entertaining. Yes. Um, uh, we didn't even get to the one guy whose daughter brings home a friend to seduce him to death. Yeah. Um, somebody, somebody says she like, she like drive hopes him to death or something. She gets on his, on, she rides him side saddle and that's all it takes. Like he's all just doing the gin game. He's almost dead. Um, <laughs> and then, well, that's what happens when you've got like. You know, these parents who are supposed to be like parents of like 16 and 70 year olds and six, seven, 17 year olds. And they're like 65. Yeah. Yeah. Or do they just look 65 because it was 1988 and everyone was smoking like a chimney uh, and they're not lit well. No, you know, I can't tell. Yeah. 
Um, but it, worth the watch. I'd watch it with with friends. Um, is my suggestion to everyone. It's it's a it's a real goof em up. Yeah, it's this was this was Zach's pick. He he was our he won our you picked the movie, and I, and I think this was a a really really fun pick for him for us. A very solid pick. I I know that we have. We, I think for two years, we've, I've kind of slotted one of the rock and roll, uh, satanic panic movies for Halloween. It's a trick or trick or treat, uh, with Sammy Kerr is the, is the guy who dies and, 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 uh, what is his name from family ties? What was it on family ties? Oh, Skippy. Skippy. Yeah. Skippy resurrects him. By playing a record backwards, we have show artwork for it. That's that's how how long we've. <laughs> and then the hopper, I've never pulled the trigger yet, but I, I, I think, think it's pretty. I think it's pretty hard to find on on streaming at this point. Yes, I think that has been my my big reticence. It's the same thing with like prom night three. It's like I'd want to cover that, but if the only alternative to, is to watch the worst version of it on youtube like should we cover it shouldn't it at least be on tubi uh, you know if it's on tubi you can at least find it right um we might have to skip to the much more accessible prom night four a movie i've never watched i did not even i was not even aware that it existed yeah it's it's not a continuation it's a just a whole other thing that it's just a horror movie that takes place on a prom night uh much like the a reboot. <laughs> it's just a horror movie that takes place uh, on the prom night, um, which I think I dragged Becky to go see. And I was like, come on, it's got Idris Elba in it. How bad can it be? It was bad. It's very bad. It's very, very bad. Um, but if you ever want to see Jonathan Sheck make orgasm faces while trying to kill somebody, you know, it's your movie. <laughs> Uh, that just about does it. Thank you, every single one of you, for uh, being a part of our Patreon and helping keep this podcast free for everyone and uh, paying the bills like uh, Josh Hollis, who does all of our artwork and made an entire cover album for Trick or Treat that we may never use, um, but we sure want to one day uh, when that becomes available. Um, and, uh, thank you so much, uh, for E and our music is, is, is supported by you guys. All of that stuff comes out of Patreon. So we really appreciate it. And then should we reveal that Halloween is not over Gina when it comes to our commentaries? What? Yes. Right. Because they've made the insane choice. I assume based on quality that they're going to release Halloween ends on Peacock. Guess what, what you guys pay for our Peacock is one of the things you have paid for because that was our access to Hannibal for a little while. Um, And so uh, we uh, we're going to do a commentary for Halloween ends. It comes out uh, two weeks before the end of the month. So we'll be able to watch it twice. We'll, we'll have, coalesced our ideas about it we won't do a special uh on air or main feed episode about halloween ends we'll just um i think we've got a good one lined up in its place that i think we're going to enjoy doing a lot more uh and but who knows uh, halloween ends could absolutely 
be a rocking piece of work. I mean, what other major studio release can you think of that has a trailer that's in a minute and 14 seconds? That has to be good. <laughs> At least Barbarian had the balls to go. You shouldn't know anything about this movie before you go to see it. And this is like, we're just going to not let you know anything about this movie before you go see it. It's just go in cold because otherwise we're not going to make any money. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna watch it on Peacock and it'll be on Peacock if you have it, um, to be available to watch along with us. Uh, so one more month of Halloween goodness to make it a full calendar year. Um, and thank you ever so much. We'll see you then for myself and for Gina. Bye-bye everybody. Bye.